So tonight I want to talk about a subject that is very, very dear to my heart. And I truly believe that it's the foundation for this church and something that we take very seriously and honestly believe that has made an enormous difference to what we've been able to do in the kingdom here in Vero Beach. So I'm going to be talking to you about prayer this evening. And the Bible has a lot to say about prayer, but there are many types of prayers, and there are, there's a lot to say about prayer. Next year, early in the year, I will do a whole series specifically on prayer. But this evening, I want to talk specifically about when we really have a desire, when we go to God and we truly cry out to Him. I, I said to Naomi earlier in this week, I said to her, there's a very big difference between praying and truly seeking God. I know what it's like to pray, and you can even pray for hours sometimes. And I know what it's like to really be seeking the Lord. And there's, a, there's an absolute difference. Both of them are prayer, but they are very different. There is something very special about an individual or a person, or an individual or person, that gets to a place where they're very intentional and serious about getting in the presence of God. I have had many experiences in my prayer time where the prayer sort of shifts into, you know, where you come into the presence of God and everybody has their own way of doing that. My way of doing it is I always use worship to, to enter into prayer and I'll spend time praying and you know, in, in, in just in, with worship and I'll pray about different things and first always start with thanksgiving and praise and most of us know that we enter His courts with, and His gates with thanksgiving and praise and so many of us know that we do that. We come before the Lord and we begin to give thanks and, and then after that you can begin to ask things. If you're decent, you pray for your family first. <laughs> so I always pray for my wife first, you know. So anyway, we pray for our family and then we pray for the church and for our city, different things. We bring our needs to the Lord, whatever it is, we come before Him. But there's a different type of prayer that is when you come before God and you, and you really desire to seek after Him. Your desire in that prayer is not so much things, but more Him, him personally. I know what it's like to get into prayer meetings where all you say to God is, Lord, I just want to be in your throne room. Or if it's too difficult for me to come up there, will you come down here? I just want to be in your presence. There's something so powerful about that, but that's not my message this evening. <laughs> there is also something extremely powerful about an individual that comes before God very intentional and serious about their prayer. You need to understand that God hears you when you pray, and prayer is a bridge. It's one of the bridges between the natural and the supernatural. It is one of the things that God has implemented. Prayer is like a gate into the realm of the supernatural. Prayer is a way in. It's like, it's like a way into to the presence of God and for God to hear us. God wants us to pray. There are many people today that will teach you we don't have to pray anymore. I want you to know that that's not true. That prayer is so important and the Bible has much to say about it, but today we'll stick specifically to one or two things. Psalm 5 verse 1 says this, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. 
Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I will pray. I want you to know that if you have a need, if you have a cry, there is nobody else that you can pray to that will hear you. The Bible says that no one comes to the Father unless He draws them. But we also know that the only way to, G, to, to God is through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And there are many people that will try and approach God through many different ways. But the only way that we can approach God and He actually hears us is through Christ. So praying to Mary doesn't do anything. Don't get mad. You can't find any scripture that says that what you must do. Oh, some of you are mad already. There's no such thing in the Bible. We pray to no one else. We only pray through Jesus. He is our mediator. He is our intercessor. Jesus taught us to pray that way. See, I'm already going off my notes. This is not supposed to happen. But it's very important that you understand that. But we only pray to one God. He says, for, for, for to you I will pray. My voice shall hear, you, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. He says to, to the Lord, give, give heed to my voice. Hear my cry, God. To you I will pray. In the morning I will direct it to you. The Bible tells us in Psalm 50 verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. When you have a problem, the first place that we should go is to God. If you really want a solution, and you really are desperate for, for some breakthrough in your life, instead of running to everybody, go to Him. Amen? Amen. And when you go to Him, the Bible says if you cry out to Him, that He'll hear you, that He'll answer you. Are you with me? The Bible says that He will deliver you. He may not deliver you the way you want. He may not deliver you immediately, but He will deliver you. The Bible tells us in Psalm 34 verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Are you righteous? You should all say, yes, Pastor Alex. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and His ears, watch this, are open to their cry. God hears you when you cry out to Him. When you come before Him and you seek Him with all of your heart. When you have something that you need and you come before the presence of the Lord and you cry out to Him. The Bible tells us that He hears our prayers. In Scripture, we see a few occasions, some individually and some corporately. When individuals come together and they pray corporately, we see when they come before the presence of God and they come so passionately, how God hears these prayers and He answers. There is something very powerful about the church coming together and praying. That's why we as a corporate church pray twice a week on Wednesday mornings from 6 to 7 and on Saturday mornings from 7.30 to 8.30. We don't do it to go through the motions, but I'm going to show you this morning why there are certain things that we specifically pray every single time. Then there's a reason biblically why we do that. And I'll show that to you this morning. 
But in Scripture, we see several occasions where believers come together and the prayer is so powerful that everything shakes. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible tells us that they were all together in one accord, in one room. And the Bible says, and there was a sound. I want you to understand that God always comes with a sound. The Spirit always comes with a sound. In the beginning, the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep, but nothing happened until God spoke. As soon as there was a sound that came, as soon as God began to speak, that's when things began to happen. Immediately as He began to speak, things begin to happen. In the early church, when the church was in the upper room, when they were standing up in that upper room and they began to pray and they began to seek the Lord, the Bible says that a sound came. And that whole place was turned inside out. And tongues of fire sat upon each of them. And we know that revival basically broke out. I don't want to get into that. I want to show you in Acts chapter number 4, how when they get persecuted, there's a persecution that comes upon Peter and John and some of the apostles are getting persecuted. They come together and they begin to pray. Let's go to Acts 4.23. And being let go... They went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. They'd been told they're not allowed to speak the name, they're not allowed to speak the name of Jesus, all kinds of things. So when they heard that, they raised their voices. Everybody say raise their voices. You see, it's when you cry. It's when you raise your voice. It's when you come fervently before him that something happens. And take a look at this, what it says. With one accord, everybody say one accord. There's a reason why the church comes together and prays in one accord. There's a reason why we have specific prayers and we all get into unity to pray the same thing. It's fine to pray individually for our needs because we all have needs. But when we come, to cause a, a change to come to our community, to cause a change to come to our nation. The only way that that happens is when the church comes into one accord. When we cry out, when we raise our voices to God with one accord. And now watch, we're actually going to hear how they pray. And they said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, now Lord, now Lord, look on their threads. Now they're crying out. You must understand this is a passionate prayer. They say, look on their threads. Now I want you to understand something. And I think this is really important. There is no way that they were all in the room together and all of them were saying these words. Somebody was leading the prayer meeting, but they were all in agreement. Are you with me? Somebody had received this word. Somebody was praying that what God had done in the past, somebody was speaking and declaring what the Lord had done previously and now was about to say what God is about to do. And he's busy, he's busy praying. It's actually like almost like prophetic type prayer. And they're busy praying and they're busy interceding and they're all in agreement. But there is no way that all of them in the room are all saying these words. That was awesome, guys. Well done. That was good. <laughs> I 
Amen. I have absolutely no idea where I was. Okay. All right. Verse 29. Now look upon, look on their threats and grant to your servant that which with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Now watch. And when they had prayed, everybody say that. I want you to know something that when you are in unity and you are in agreement and you are praying, and I want you to see something. There might have been only one person playing, but the Bible doesn't say when one person prayed. The Bible says when they all prayed. Why? Because everyone that was in agreement was, was praying as well. And it was just as powerful as the person leading the prayer meeting. They were all in agreement. And the Bible says when they prayed. When they prayed, something was about to happen. It says, and the place that they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. But that's not all. There's more. And the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say to, that, that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Now, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. So in other words, All right, there we go. <laughs> Amen. I think we need to get different batteries than the ones we're getting. <laughs> and if you guys can get me that mic, that'll be great. Thank you. That's specially, specially made for Pastor Brian's voice. <laughs> it says, and with great power, the apostles gave witness. With great power, out of that prayer, in the midst of persecution, they go into agreement. They begin to intercede. They ask God to hear them when they pray, and He answers them because He answers them by them going out in the midst of that persecution, in the midst of everything they're facing, and they go out with great signs and with wonders and with power, and the church is effective. Amen. There is something extremely powerful about a congregation when a people come together and they begin to pray. Most of you know the story, but I'm going to share it anyway. Acts 12, verse number 4. Peter is arrested. The Bible says in, in, in verse 4, So when they had arrested him, this is Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four squads of soldiers to keep him intended to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison. Now watch, but constant prayer. Everyone say constant prayer. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. 
And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with, chain, with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and the light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. You must understand that there, there is so much to say about this right here. Peter was about to be put to death, but Peter's in the prison. Peter knows that Jesus said to him when he was with Jesus on the beach that you will die when you are old. You're not going to die when you're young. That was the word that would preserve him. And even now while he was in prison, he was able to rest. He was able to be at peace. And, and while he was there, God caused some people to come together. The church, members of the church gathered together and they began to intercede. They began to pray. They began to move heaven. And an angel heard those prayers and the will of God. Everybody say the will of God. This is very important. God responds to His Word. He responds to His will. Jesus had spoken the Word that He would not die when He was young. The church came into agreement with the Word of God, with the Word that Jesus had spoken. And an angel was released and went out and began to do some serious damage. That's what happens when we pray. That's what happens when we pray. Verse 8, and the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. And so he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Man, that's a cool vision right there. <laughs> when they were past the, the first and second guard post, they came to an iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Why? Because there was a church that was praying. There were individuals that believed in the power of prayer. They wanted the will of God to be done. You see, it doesn't help we pray things that we desire. We ask for politicians to be appointed that we desire. You have to line your prayers up with God's will, guys. He will not act against His own will. And it doesn't really matter what you believe or what you think. I remember in one prayer meeting once, one prayer meeting, I'll never forget it. And I have a witness. In that prayer meeting, I asked the Lord to put the person that I wanted in power in power. Never forget it. I never prayed that way before. I thought, I believed that that individual would be appointed. So I said, Lord, I was so passionate and I'm busy praying and the anointing's there and everything. And I said, Lord, you know, just, Lord, just let him win. Something like that, I can't remember. And immediately the Holy Spirit said that was wrong. And I called one of my pastors and I said to them, don't you ever do what I did this morning. Don't you ever pray that way. Because I was wrong. You can never do that. Are you with me? It didn't matter what I felt. It didn't matter what I wanted. We have to pray according to His will. We have to pray according to His designs. If you want to see a response from heaven, pray according to His plans. Pray according to His will. Are you with me? 
So when the church comes together, there is great, great power. But God also appoints us to pray individually. And when we pray individually, I want you to know that God will hear your prayers. Church, I've had so many times, prayer meetings, times that I've interceded, that I've gone before God and spent time in His presence and prayed for things and results happened like within days, like crazy stuff, like really awesome stuff. But the Lord puts it on my heart. I know that it's His will. I'm interceding and I'm praying. God also wants us to pray and to hear from heaven what His plans and purposes are for our life so that we can pray into that. A lot of that has to do with praying in tongues. Because the Bible says that when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. However, in the spirit, I pray mysteries. This mysteries is secrets, hidden things that He has concerning our lives. So while we're praying in the Spirit, while we're praying in tongues specifically, we are praying secrets, mysteries, things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. So that if they're not in your heart, if they're not in your mind, if you can't see them, where are they? They're in your spirit. And the only way you can do that is to pray in the Spirit. If you don't believe praying in tongues, is praying in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. So there is something powerful about it. It's not the only way to pray, but it most certainly is effective. So doing it on your own. You see, Paul says this, and people get so bent out of shape in this. Paul says, I would rather pray five words with my understanding." than 10,000 words in tongues in a church service. He says this just shortly after. He says, he says, but I want you all to know this. I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than you all. What does that mean? That it's primarily for the secret place. That doesn't mean you can't do it. You need to come to the e-course. When is it? In February. So far away. But God has created that for us to pray into what He's called us to do so that our spirit will reveal it to our soul, our mind, our will, our intellect. So you're praying in the spirit, and all of a sudden, you begin to pray things that you just didn't even know before. All of a sudden, you begin to pray for the city. You begin to pray things that are so powerful. God has called us to pray, not only in the Spirit, but also in our own language with authority and power. He has called us to stand. And we see throughout Scripture prayers that are prayed by individuals that are so powerful. Just one prayer that changes everything. One prayer that stops rain. One prayer that brings rain. One prayer that stops the sun. Come on, guys. And most of that's Old Testament stuff. You have a greater authority. The Bible says that John the Baptist was the greatest prophet, but, but those that are in the kingdom are greater than him. You are in the kingdom. You are in this testament. You are in this era. You have been given authority. You have been clothed in power. 
You can hear His voice the way they could not hear before. Only the elite were given the ability to hear God. And they were strange, most of them. They send bears to eat kids when they mock them. I would love to do that. It would be awesome. And it's okay because it's in the Bible. Amen. <laughs> like you just say that someone's hair looks bad and you're like, how could you be a pastor and say that? Send bears out, kill people. And... <laughs> Amen. James 5.17 says this, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Look at what it says. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months until he prayed again. God has given us in this era, in this time, in this, in this dispensation, a greater authority if we line up with his will. Go read it. The prophet prayed exactly what he was supposed to. He knew he could do it. And he knew when it was time to ask for rain again. According to the will of the Lord. And when you line up with his will and you begin to pray, guys, that's why it's so important that you find out what his will is. That's why we need to know scripture. We need to know New Testament prophecy, Old Testament prophecy, what's coming for the body of Christ and also individually for our personal selves. But the Bible has something to say about a Christian that constantly doesn't give up. A Christian that, that pursues God. Someone that just says, Lord, I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna seek you until I get that breakthrough. And Jesus tells us, in fact, he tells us that this is what we should do. Let's take a look, Luke 18, verse number one. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray. Everyone say always. So don't tell me we're not supposed to pray anymore. Because the Bible clearly says we should pray always. Was there some new interpretation that changed the word always? Or is that still what it says? Jesus said, men always ought to pray, and watch this, and not lose heart. So even when you pray for something, for example, we come here and we say, Lord, change our city. Lord, break the power of addiction in the city. We come against spirits of perversion. We come against spirits of addiction. We come against, Lord, the spirit of witchcraft, sorcery and divination, fortune telling. We come against it. Listen, we may not see the breakthrough today. That's why he said, listen, when you pray, don't lose heart. You have to keep praying. You must keep on going because something will happen. Take a look at what he says, saying, now he's about to explain to us the power of someone that does not lose heart in a parable. There was, a certain, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. 
Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. So in other words, this woman came and and she was pestering him and saying, listen, please, man, give me breakthrough. You know, bring justice for, for the person that's harmed me. Bring justice. And the Bible says for a while he would not. For a while he did nothing. In other words, she would ask, but there would be no breakthrough. She would ask and there would be no breakthrough. Everybody say, but afterwards. Come on, you need to understand that there is an afterwards. If you don't keep asking, there will not be an afterwards. If you don't keep pressing in, there will not be an afterwards. If you don't keep believing, there will not be an afterwards. But if you persist, if you keep on going, that's why we pray every week. Oh, you know, we pray for the same thing, Pastor Alex. And we will until Jesus comes or until we see the breakthrough. Amen. But afterwards, he said within himself, this is an unrighteous man. And the Bible is clearly spelling that out to us to show us that even the unrighteous would respond this way. He says, but afterwards, he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, I'm unrighteous. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming, she weary me. You must understand, your prayers come up before Him. If you are a righteous man, if you are washed in the blood of the Lamb, and you have been made righteous, not because of your perfection, but because you are seeking God, and just the fact that you're constantly going back to Him and saying, God, I need a breakthrough. Lord, we need to have Vera Beach saved, God. We need to see our city saved, Lord. Lord, protect our, protect our firemen, protect our policemen. Lord, protect them every day, God. Bring them home safe every day, God. I want you to know that He hears your prayer. He hears your prayer. And then He says this. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge His own elect to cry out day and night to Him, though He bears long with them? Never give up on your prayers. Never give up on your breakthrough. Pray, pray till the end. Well, when are you going to stop praying? When I'm no longer here. Amen. That's when we stop. We don't stop until it's over. You see, I shared with you about how important it is to to hear God's will, to, to know the direction that He wants you to go in. I want you to understand, I remember as a young Christian, and I've shared a little bit about this in the past, how I would pray for hours as a young man, not really knowing much about prayer or, or knowing how to do it. And I just used to pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because I wanted to make sure that, that if there was anyone else there that thought there were any kind of God, there would be no confusion that the lines would be clear, the direction would be perfect. I would be going straight through. I would do it in the name of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the Most High God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's how I would pray, always. But I was so sincere in my ignorance. And I would pray and seek Him and pray and seek Him and come before Him and ask Him. And then I began to see things 
slowly but surely, I began to see things. I remember the first time I asked God, well, it wasn't the first time I'd asked God to hear His voice so badly over and over, days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months. And then God came to my spirit. He spoke to my spirit and said to me, you're not ready to hear my voice. You will not be able to handle it. I said, please, God, don't let me hear your voice. The fear of God came over me so bad. I knew in that moment that I wasn't ready for that. But I was hearing Him the whole time. But He began to show me things. I began to believe that God had called me to do what I'm doing right now. I began to believe it. I began to see it. He began to show me. And then prophetic words would come to confirm it. But where did it happen? While I was praying. It all happened while I was praying. While I was in His presence. While I was persisting. Every single prayer meeting, Lord. Lord, I desire, your word says that we should desire spiritual gifts. I desire the gift of prophecy. I desire tongues and interpretation of tongues. I desire the gifts of healings and the gifts of miracles. I desire the gift of faith. I desire I pray, every gift I ask for. And then I would always say, but especially, Lord, as your word said, but especially that I might prophesy. Oh God, I desire to prophesy. I desire, Lord, to hear your voice even for others, God. That's the, my heart's cry. Every day I would pray it. Every day I would pray it. And I would keep on going. And slowly but surely, I would begin to see breakthrough. I would begin to hear something that He would say. And I believe the story that Jesus shares is so important because there's such a great example of this in the Old Testament. So let's go there. Amen. Don't worry, we'll only be here for another hour. We're almost done, okay? Actually, I better not say that because when we were at Miracle in the Water, I said that and somebody left. They said to them, my, my wife was sitting there and, and they said, oh, you're going to be another hour. I'm leaving, mom. <laughs> I guess that tells you what age group it was. All right, anyway, let's continue. <laughs> Genesis 32, verse 22. This is so powerful, guys. This is so powerful. This is Jacob. The Bible says in verse 22, And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed over the fort of Jabbok. Now you must know that up until this point, things have been going very rough for Jacob. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Now Jacob was left alone. Oh, Jesus says, when he teaches us to pray, he says, pray like this. Go into your room, close the door, and go into your secret place. Because when you go into that secret place and you begin to seek the Lord and you begin to cry out to God, that's where He hears you. And it's not praying for, it's seeking Him. Jacob made a decision that he was going to be alone. And the Bible says, a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Sometimes prayer can be just like that. It feels like you, you're wrestling. It feels like there's no breakthrough and you don't feel anything. There's nothing happening. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, this is the man. He touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. 
And he said, let me go. For the day breaks. Now this is the, the, the angel of the Lord or the Lord speaking, saying, let him go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, but he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. You see, when you're in intercession, when you're praying, you may feel like giving up, but it's those that stay there. It's those that hold on and keep on praying. Now watch what happens because it's so powerful. He says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. In other words, unless there's a blessing, unless something happens, I'm not gonna let you go. Now watch what the Lord says or the angel of the Lord says Yeah. And he said, look at what he says to him. This is so random. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. This is so powerful because he is introducing who he really is to who he was at that moment. He wants to, he says, I want a blessing. So the Lord says, listen, I'll give you a blessing. I'm gonna show you who you are. I'm gonna show you what your destiny is. I'm gonna reveal to you that out of your loins, out of you will come the nation of Israel. I called you, I called your father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob now, who is Israel. And he says to him, all he says to him is you will owe you are Israel. What is he doing? He's introducing the future to him. He's showing him what's about to take place. He's re revealing to him who he truly is. You must understand that if you want to find out your destiny, if you want to find out the purpose and the plan that God has for you, it's not gonna be a five minute prayer. And that's not bad, we can do that. And I'm not saying you need to do this every day, but if you truly mean business with God, if you truly want to break through for your family, if you truly want to hear what the purpose and plan is for your life, you have to be an individual that says, I will not let you go. I'm gonna keep on praying. I'm gonna keep on seeking. I'm gonna keep on pressing in God. And when we do that, That's when He comes. See, in the Old Testament, so much of these things would have to happen almost in the natural. In the New Testament, it's all in the Spirit. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. The battle's in the Spirit realm. So we don't wrestle in the natural. We wrestle in the Spirit. If we are trusting God for breakthrough, if we're trusting God to find out what the plan and the purpose for our life is, we have to keep holding on to Him. How many times, Pastor Alex, as long as it takes, and if you get weary today, do it again tomorrow. And if you can go five minutes longer tomorrow, go five minutes. And if you only do it again next week, that's fine. But go 20 minutes longer next week. I know what it's like to pray for hours and hours and hours. And I know what it's like to go into my prayer room and it's, I've been praying and I'm like, man, this has been a long time. Oh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. This is, the watch is broken. Why? Because I'm interceding. I'm laboring. That, he hides himself sometimes, guys. Are you going to press it? Is that truly your desire? It has to be if you truly want to see that breakthrough. See that scripture about 
about Elisha when he prayed and he prayed and the rain stopped. You must understand that it's just before that that the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. In other words, your prayers, when they're fervent and passionate and you don't give up, like Jesus says, just keep on doing it. Why? Because the breakthrough will come. You will have your breakthrough. But you have to keep on going. You cannot give up because it gets difficult. You will have many difficulties. Many difficult times. Many times with that 10 minutes. And I've given up at 10 minutes before. Very seldom. Many years ago. But it's happened. <laughs> but I know what it's like to go into, the, into that room and... And, and, I, and I'm praying and I'm, I'm seeking the Lord and suddenly the presence of God fills my room and suddenly the Lord begins to give me a vision and suddenly I see things. Then all of a sudden I walk out of my room. I don't even look at the time and it's been four hours, five hours. And you could ask my wife, she's sitting here, what comes out of me when that happens? It doesn't happen every day, guys. It's not something that happens all the time. Jacob didn't have many encounters like that. But that encounter changed his life forever. It's, he decided, he said to his family, he's, he's had enough. He put them all on one side and he went over to the other side and he began to, he began to pray or he slept, whatever. He was, but he made a decision that it was going to be different. And when that angel said to him, listen, you need to let me go now. He said, no. No, tonight things have to change. Tonight it has to be different. You have to bless me. And he just shows him his future. Tells him who he really is. The Bible says, I know the thoughts. I think towards you, says the Lord. Man, those thoughts are better than you could ever imagine. Because the word thoughts there means plans, purposes, intentions. He knows how he feels about you. And it's actually what is placed in you long before you were even born. The problem is this thing right between your eyes, this brain, this mind, this soul. That's why God has created ways for us to be able to connect with Him, praying in the Spirit, worship. It's one of the most powerful ways into His presence. So if you struggle to pray, put worship on and worship and worship and then get to that place where you can finally begin to intercede. I don't intercede every day. Sometimes I just worship. But I can do it for, for long. I can do it for hours. And then there are other times where all I will do is intercede. When we come in here to pray in the prayer meetings, that's what we do. We come to intercede for Vero Beach, for our country, for our president. Yes, we pray for our president. We must. The Bible says we must. If you want to live a peaceable life, you should pray for those who are in authority. So we pray for him, like him or not. It's not the point. Amen. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. Amen. He's got his plans. Let's line up with what he says. I promise you, if we can get in touch with what God is saying, you will see things and you will see this nation be shaken like never before. I honestly believe America is going to get darker and darker. But in the midst of that darkness, you will see the church rise up like never before. Like never before. 
this nation, this nation is a forerunner for most things on the planet. And as the agenda of the enemy is rampant right now, don't think for one second while all the eyes are on America that God will not raise up a standard. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, that he will raise up a standard against him. He will raise up a church in this hour that will be filled with his love and his power and his authority and will know who they are and they will not grow weary, the Bible says in the book of Joel. They will pray, they will intercede. They will not give up. We will be just like Jesus said. We will be persistent in our prayer. Even though it doesn't feel good, even though it doesn't feel easy, we'll continue to press in. We'll continue to pursue Him. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's stand to our feet and give the Lord some praise this evening in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, this evening in this place, Lord, it's the end of the year. But we don't want to end off by losing momentum. Lord, we want to run this race. Like Paul said, not that I have apprehended, not that I have arrived, but I press on. Lord, let us press in right now when even though sometimes we feel like giving up, you know, God, you know. But then it's like I hear your voice. What will you do? What will you say? When the enemy comes in, what will you say? What will you do? Father, I pray that we will be as, as Joshua was when you said to him, only be strong and courageous. Lord, let us stand and be strong and courageous in this hour. I pray, God, that you will give us wisdom for wisdom is the principal thing, that you will give us eyes to see and ears to hear and that you will cause us to be that generation that seeks after you in spirit and in truth, God. Not to do it our way, but to do it your way, God. Lord, we surrender ourselves to you tonight. I can feel, I know, God, that you are about to do something great in Vero Beach on the Treasure Coast in Indian River County. Many people are afraid or dismayed because there was only the cloud the size of a man's fist. But Lord, what happened? What happened when he saw the cloud the size of a man's fist? Did he not begin to pray and even send his servant out and say, get ready because the rain is about to come. Lord, we stand this, this evening in this place in total confidence that you will fulfill every word that has been spoken over the treasure coast. Lord, that you will send a wave of your spirit, that revival will come to this region in the mighty name of Jesus. And if it doesn't happen today, we'll keep on praying. If it doesn't happen tomorrow, we'll keep on praying. Next week, we'll keep on praying. Next year, we'll keep on praying. And Lord, we look forward to it. We can feel it. It's like we, can, we know, Lord, we can hear the thunder in the distance. We can hear the lightning in the distance. We can see the cloud in the distance. But Lord, give us the strength to see it through all the way to the end. No matter how we feel, no matter how we feel, God, we honor you. We praise you. We worship you, God. 
for there is none like you. There is none like you. Give us grace to pray, God. I pray this evening in this place that you will give us grace, more grace to pray. For I know your eyes are going to and fro on the earth seeking, seeking one, seeking those who will stand in the gap, that will intercede, the watchman on the wall, Father, that still believe in the ancient of days. We honor you. We love you, Lord, with all of our hearts this evening. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. We surrender ourselves to you in this place. We give you thanks. We give you thanks, Lord. Just saturate this place. Fill these people this evening with your presence, Holy Spirit. It's not condemnation for what we haven't done. You're still here. I'm still here. But let us run forward and run, like Paul says, to win that race. Don't just run it to finish, run it to win it. To get the prize of the upward call of God. There's always more, Lord. And I desire it with all of my heart. We desire it with all of our hearts this evening in this place. Father, I pray for all those that are struggling right now. In relationships, I pray for healing, for deliverance. I pray, Father, for those that need a breakthrough with children, that you would cause breakthrough to come. Kids that are wayward, that have lost their way, Father, we call them back into your kingdom this morning. Father, our children that have gone into addiction and have lost their way, we call them, we break the power of the enemy. We break that addiction off them in the mighty name of Jesus. That's why, Lord, I want to know, I want to know, Lord, who my children are. Who are they, Lord? What have you got planned for them, God? In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray this for every parent in this place, that you would reveal to them who your children are, who their children are. Restoration. Father, I pray for salvation. My God, I feel so strongly this, this evening. Let's lift our voices. Everybody begin to pray for children that have lost their way. Begin to pray. Begin to intercede. Lift your voices. Lift your voices right now. Come into agreement. Lord, we stand as a church this evening over this Christmas holiday season, Father, that children will come back, God, that the backslidden will come back, God, even those that have turned to the occult, Lord, that you would break the power of that off them now in Jesus' name. And Lord, that they would be set free and come back to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Those that have lost their passion and their zeal that have become lukewarm, we break that off them and call them back into the kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. If I'm praying for your child, begin to lift your voice in agreement for this breakthrough for you this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Come on, let's pray like we believe it. Let's pray like we believe it this evening. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Save them, God. Save them, God. Bring them back, God. 
those that have never served You. Lord, call them into Your kingdom now in Jesus' Name. Send a friend. Send someone to minister to them, oh God, in the mighty Name of Jesus. Oh God, we give You give You thanks. We give You praise. We lift our voices in thanksgiving. Come on, let's give Him praise for it right now. Come on, give the Lord a shout right now. Oh, yes, Lord. Daughters and sons, in the mighty Name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I see their faces, God. Hallelujah. 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 Salvation for your house. You and your house, you will serve the Lord all the days of your life. Your children will walk with the Lord in the days that lie ahead. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare it. I decree it over you this evening. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. How can I say it? Because I heard a sound. I heard a sound from heaven while I was praying. While I was praying right now, I heard a sound. Come on, come into agreement. Come into agreement. Oh, I see them. I see their faces. Oh, hallelujah. 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 children God oh we cry out for our children oh there are moms that have been praying and interceding I hear your prayers I hear your prayers come on somebody stand in agreement this evening stand in agreement this evening hallelujah there's so much power in unity there's so much power in agreement oh come on speak those things that are not as though they are come on speak it now pray it now in Jesus name oh hallelujah Come on, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. There are times you have to pray again. Let's pray again for the children this evening. Let's pray again this evening. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Deliverance. Deliverance. Healing. Broken addictions. In the mighty name of Jesus. Relationships that have brought destruction. In the name of Jesus are broken now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 see breakthrough. You will see salvation. You will see it to your, your house. You will see it. You will see it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. One more time. Let's give the Lord a clap. Let's give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Just raise your hands. It is at this time of the year, Lord, that we remember the gift that was given to us, Father, your son. But you have given us sons and daughters.
Father, tonight in this place, we know, Lord, that you have heard our prayer and we know that you will answer us. We are so grateful to you this evening for what you have done in this place. Lord, let this be a a birthing this evening of something new in each and every one of our lives, that we would pursue you like never before, Father. Lord, reveal to us your plans and purposes for our lives, the direction you want us to go. We love you, we honor you, we praise and we worship you in this place. Have your way, God, in every family, in every family in this place, in every every life in this place. And those even watching online, we we extend worship, we extend our prayers and, and this whole experience, the worship experience, everything that happens here, that it would be your portion as well. In the mighty name of Jesus, we love you, God. We honor and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you need prayer, we'll have prayer people up front here, we'd love to pray for you. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And don't forget tomorrow morning at 9 and 11, we have a different service. We'd love to see you. God bless you. And we'll see you, we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.